Get on my level, Philip. I'm on a sleepy level. You need to get on my level, man. You need to go to that group and you need to talk about Sasquatch because I just knocked it out of the bar about UFOs and aliens. I just knocked it out of the park on Sasquatch. They kept me late. That's impossible. Sasquatch isn't even real. Dude, you weren't at my talk. It's clear. Man, you would have converted me. Man, next thing you know, I'm getting a Sasquatch tattoo on my... In his talk, he acknowledged aliens. Oh. I did. Okay. Well, no. I acknowledged that, that, that we could have a discussion. Let me tell you what he did, Philip. He said, he said, <laughs> why would we limit ourselves to the belief that God has done with creating things when there are things out there that we have yet to discover. So is it possible that God created Sasquatch? And, <laughs> and when people like nodding their head, because there are other things we haven't yet discovered, he gave a bridge to the possibility Preach. that could also be intelligent life. Preach. Preach. I did, I did, but I spoke about the fact that it is, I didn't get into the in-depth about the fact that I think it's fairly clear that we're the only planet with intelligent life. But that's another conversation we can have. You didn't say that. You didn't say that. I was there. Man, I feel like that could have been the best sermon you've ever given. I did a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm usually not feeling good about it, but I had women coming up to me as we were walking out. They were telling me, you know what? I'm in. I'm getting the book. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far. She was having trouble getting in, apparently. She told me she was logging out and logging back in. Well, we all know Michelle's got sin in her life. There she is. Speak of the devil. I got a very nice card from her mom. You ever gotten one of those? Nope. I got one today. It's very nice. Michelle. Hi. Oh, my background's really messy. Were you having a problem logging onto our Zoom call? Uh, yes. Nobody Were you acting like here. a boomer? <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Oh, my goodness. My office is a mess. My, uh, yeah. Uh, people, You're coming in filled because you just got that Sasquatch excellence. Yes, I did. I wish somebody would have cleaned up my office for me while I was, yeah. Anyway. Was that your office at the house or the office at the office? The office at the house. The office at the office is easy to make look good in a short amount of time. I don't even have my lipstick on. See, it's Guys, just Michelle is so caught up in the Sasquatch discussion that she couldn't get out on time. That, that yeah. was true. Michelle is so important that she has two offices guys oh, here we go <laughs> i bet you michelle doesn't even mow her own lawn 
I bet she just like walks outside and snaps her fingers and people start functioning. Oh, that would be nice. Michelle. Yeah. That would I'm, I'm just gonna do this. I'm not involved in this conversation. Okay. Of of tearing down my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michelle and Rob are friends now that Rob preached on Sasquatches at Michelle's event. Well, there's I, that. I feel <laughs> left out. I feel like I could look like a Sasquatch. Well, there was some discussion and a question about aliens, which to be fair, Rob said you would have to have Philip come in and talk about. I said, you're I up. Heard. You're next. You know what? Bring it. Can you right. can you speak historically about it? Because I, I'm like I, I'm like Lee Strobel with okay. Case for Christ, but it's case for aliens. Good. 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 <laughs> what are the top three alien stories in the in the in the ethos of alien discussions? Well, one would be my own personal experience. Have I told you guys that? Yeah, you have no no no. The top three historical. Because I had my own experience. I share. No, I'm in history books, family books. Families told the stories. <laughs> I'm on a website. You know what? On a show. Oh my god. If there was a okay, I got this. I got this. If there was a battle between aliens and Sasquatches, like aliens versus Sasquatches, who would win? Aliens. One of them's real, one of them isn't. So what's the Sasquatch gonna do? Like, like talking his squatch language? And aliens gonna be like laser beam to the face, boom. You you don't even know what a Sasquatch is. have laser beams. You don't know any of that. Joe, <laughs> uh, you are spot on. Philip right. wouldn't even call the alien. He didn't call the alien. I mean, the uh, Sasquatch, no. right? He did the wrong call. Yeah. There's a particular call for a Sasquatch. Oh, there you is. Talk, you a Sasquatch call. So you're you're, you're going to lose this. You might. The only thing I know is you're not supposed to show a Sasquatch your teeth. So the aliens would be like, why are you not primates it's a show of aggression i didn't get into that but i had it in my notes you saw how much i talked about philip you gotta go watch it before you talk i'm gonna go do my homework uh, we do have an opening in the spring because i just had to move yeah. somebody from the spring i would love to talk to them about aliens and just crush it just be like listen people now what was the best part about my talk right because i will tell you what was i humble enough to admit the best talk, I mean, the best part of your talk to me was two, it was two things, is when you built a bridge to the possibility of intelligent life, and the second one was the, I mean, was the Sasquatch call, man. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I was not ready. How does the Sasquatch call, Rob? Just please give it you to us. You can come. How does the Sasquatch, all right, I need, there, person, oh, I need an impersonation. No, no. No, 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 Philip, Philip, Philip. I'm telling you, it, I was okay with Rob's talking until he said one thing. It was one thing he said that I just lost it. I couldn't hold myself anymore. I had to use the bathroom in the chair I was in. He said, wood booger. Oh. <laughs> That's what they call them. That's what they call them. <laughs> Arkansas, Alabama, and North Georgia. Call them wood booger? Well, let's be fair. Let's be fair. <laughs> fair. Philip, since you weren't there, I did a decent job laying out the broad perspective of Sasquatch across the world. And and Philip, I did do a live. It is not the very best video quality. We should have set up a light for Rob. Just you gotta watch good. it because 
You can I'm hear the Sasquatch call on the live if you. you We're going to need a timestamp. We're going to need a timestamp so we can uh, jump to that call so we don't have to listen to all the blast. No, no, good. No, 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 no. Now you're getting a little offensive. Was it a good presentation? <laughs> was it a good presentation? No, it was a good. People said they really enjoyed it. There was a lot of feedback on that presentation. I'm sorry. If you uh, ever uttered that from the stage, I am leaving the room because I cannot contain myself. Wood I was given the names of Sasquatch Dude. in the U.S. I was so not the name of the Sasquatch in the U.S. is Woodbooger? No. In Tennessee, in Arkansas, in North Alabama, and in North Mississippi, and in North, they call him a Woodbooger. <laughs> I'm going to leave. I'm out. Okay. So, I don't know y'all. <laughs> heard of that just that name oh, i need to wave a white flag that's all i can say i work what? with this every day day in day out you know mm -hmm. all, all i could think whenever i heard wood booger was the name of like a heavy metal band or something <laughs> i didn't say it was a good name that's just what they historically call sasquatch oh. in those regions oh, oh you God. guys are amazing i thought it was an oversized aquatic animal that builds you know, wood nests. So that's a wood. That's probably like a wood otter. That's a beaver. For the people that are just tuning in right now, what are they thinking? Like, what's going through the? I'll tell you what they're thinking. They're thinking, why does anyone let these four people pastor? I will tell you this. I'll tell you. This. I'll get invited back. Uh, I think you already were. Oh, it's a sad. No, that's just Kristen out in the backyard. I'll get it right back. Oh, man. So. You guys are funny. Well, this is good because this this series, we, we intentionally with this series, which is called Family Game Night, we intentionally went a little light because Church of Tove was a little heavy. It was like it was like a hammer to the face. My butt. It was, it was like a Bible to the face on the corner of Maine and Broadway. It was so good. It was but so it was good. great. It was great, but this series is light. Connect Four is a light game, and that's why we're talking about wood boogers. And that's also why I came up. I, I did a big time Google search for a fun game for us to play. Oh, I have a game. Oh dear. The competition in this team is strong. Now, one of the things Rob talked about on Sunday that was just downright offensive was that he said i'm not good at games even though i talk a big game and oh, you're right he did and i'm about that. to prove that wrong i'm gonna come out. hold on let me just get caveat i'm coming in it's gonna know how to play the game because you made it up don't worry yeah. about the details guys i'm out I, I got this <laughs> this is actually a perfect example of what rob was talking about just talk 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 that's what i do i just talk get people riled up all right here we go here we go so this game, by the way, welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is a place where you can express your feelings in the comment section as long as they're appropriate and non-offensive. And if they, uh, if you have something to contribute to the conversation, please type it in and we'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. All right, here we go. Time for the game. What we're going to do is, this is just a, I forgot the game. <laughs> Oh, 
I had to read my directions I wrote down, but I got to, I just remembered. Okay. This is more just a question. This is just for fun. This is a get to know you. What we're doing, guys, is we're connecting to each other. I feel distant from you and I would like to get closer. So here we go. Yeah, it's like ET phone home. So here we go. What you have to go show us, you have to go grab it. What is in the pocket of your winter jacket? If there is anything. Or your hoodie. The south. Do we have to take it you with us? No, this game, you know what? I this game is stupid. Philip, I haven't unpacked my winter jacket since I moved here. Well, I, that's not true. I actually found a lipstick in a- Don't take that back. I unpacked it to go on the ski trip, but it's backpacked. Okay. Well, if Michelle found lipstick, then that means her mom is online saying, well, why didn't you put it on, Michelle? Mush. <laughs> Daddy, thank you for the kind note about the way I, I, I interact on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, that question was stupid. I didn't even want to ask that question anyways. Here's the question number two. What is in the room in which you sit the thing that you've had the longest? Oh my. This is show and tell. This is get to know. I'm connecting with you guys because I feel distant. What is the thing you've had the longest? Okay. And then we're going to have to tell the story. We're going to all tell the story. This is a great way to connect with people. I'm feeling very mischievous today. Oh, no, that's not it. It's because was... of the it's because of the bunk cakes that Miss K brought by today. I had too much sugar. All right. Uh, what do we I, got? Have, I have two things. Okay, Michelle. Get, this is show and tell. It can only be one. It has to be the longest. Well, Which one have you had the longest? Longest. Michelle's trying to hijack the show and tell conversation. How rude. Ray's still digging. What's he doing? Like looking for taxes? What's Ray doing? You have those in the drawer. Oh, something else. But then I remembered I had this that I just put up. So I'm better now. Yeah, I got something. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. All right. Let's see. We'll go ladies first. So Michelle, we would love to hear about what is it, the pen that you've had the longest or the mug? It's the mug. It's, no. it's metal. It's, it's metal and it's very old. I don't know how old. I'm taking out all the pens to see if there's a marking. A lead mug? Yeah. That's a horrible idea. It's <laughs> horrible. That's why it has pens in it. I'm drinking from it. Yeah, I bet she draws on lead paint for fun. She's like chewing on paint chips. Yeah, so I have always loved antique things since I was even in elementary school. Wow. And in elementary school, I needed a pencil cup for my desk. And this was my pencil cup because we had, that. we sat at these desks that like had three sides and you faced in. I went to this little private school and this was my pencil mug from grade school. That's still your pencil mug from grade school? Yeah. That is legit old. Okay, Michelle probably. Yeah. I've had that a long time. That's cool. Yeah. What about you guys, Rob? Do you have something old? I, I'm second guessing myself because I'm going to show you the two options. Okay. Honestly, so it's either this, which I'll explain to y'all if, if it's what I pick, or it's that picture on the wall right there. Ooh. So I think they're about the same time. Well, okay. tell us about the truck since it's in your hand. Okay, so this truck. So 
my dad worked for Central Vermont Public Service. My dad had worked at an antique shop up until my junior year of high school. Finally got a job, worked his way up from the mailroom to become a meter tester at CVPS. Now, sadly, he would lose the job years later for drunk driving. But in okay. 1990, he was the safe driver of the year. And he gave me this about the same time I got that picture of my alma mater where I graduated from college. They were both about 94 that I got them. And I can't remember if this came before that. Wow. So it That's was like, cool. right when Jenny and I were getting married, I got this and that. That's pretty cool. I like that. See, this is a good game. Wow. Thank you, Google. Every time I look at it, though, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm, I remind, I'm reminded that you can go from this, like the award winner, to the bottom of your barrel. Yeah. Your eye off the ball. That's why I keep it. That's actually one of the reasons I keep it here. Because hmm. I can it and I can remember fondly my father. And then it's a, it's a, it's a warning. It's a, it's a sign of warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Ray? You got anything old in there? Now, yeah. when I see your hoodie, Ray, I see Destiny's Child. <laughs> this is a CD. Magic Records. Magic Mike. By it's called "This Is How It Should Be Done," and this this is actually something that came out in 1993. And Michelle, since you brought up last week about my love for bass. One of my vehicles had a, a lot of speakers in it. Yeah. And so I would put the CD in and I would literally rattle the entire neighborhood. <laughs> he's been he's been doing this since he was young. Yeah. Wow. Ninety this was the year after I graduated high school. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I do have some bacon candy too. <laughs> old bacon candy that old bacon, bacon candy that looks like peppermints okay i can't i can't even imagine that's crazy okay so that's the thing 1993 is more like 2010 <laughs> all right, All so right here- what are you picking Oh, you want me to do one? I can do one. I got this, but I gotta get I gotta get my tiny dog who is Oh, there's Abby. Weeping in my lap. Oh, I'm gonna she... set her down. Okay. Right, I'll go get something. Hang on. I Hang mean, on. you could just pan the room. He lives in an old thing. He does. Yeah. So oh, 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 This right here. Okay. Is made in Tacoma, Washington. Come on. Hey. And I, this was the first big purchase that me and Kristen made after we were married. I had done a whole summer of summer camps leading worship. And I had a little bit of money left over at the end. And we decided we would buy this together. And, uh, and then Spencer was born and he threw a truck and he chipped it right here. Oh, geez. But this is, I've had this guitar for 20 plus years. Wow. Yep. That's my oldest thing. Okay. I got one more question for you guys. Okay. And I can't answer this one. This one's all on you guys. A book that you did not enjoy. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> this is a book you did not enjoy. 
Oh, this is down to my garage. I don't have to go get it. I know it. You know it. Yes. All right. What is it, Ray? Because everybody's going to go Amazon. Theology. What? Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Systematic Theology. I love that book. Why did you not like Systematic Theology? It was dry and long. Because it was. Book. It was. There are also good textbooks too, Rob. It I was dead. Like I didn't dislike that book. I liked Moody's uh, Systematic Theology book better. But to be honest, I didn't enjoy. Yeah, that's 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 a that sounds pretty dry. Yeah. All right, a, a book you did not enjoy. Ray went. What What do you guys got? I'm looking on Goodreads and Kindle to see what I have said. You know, 1984. Ooh. A lot of people like that book. I, I just found it. Um, that and Animal Farm, everybody talks about Red Animal Farm, but horrible books. Okay. Really? Why were they horrible? I just didn't like it. I just didn't. 1984, uh, I, I can't even put my finger on it. I don't even know anything about these you Like 1984? Yeah, you would have read that. You had to read that to get out of high school, Philip. You would have read that. No, I only read one book in school. One book. Well, you faked your way out then. You, you, you know what I did? I read Robinson Crusoe in middle school, and every time they asked for a book report, I did a book report on the same book. It was genius. Really? But 1984 is kind of like required reading, even now. I barely made it out of high school, guys. I'm lucky to be here right now. I don't even know why you hired me. I knew I had a, a list somewhere. My um, mom would my mom would tell you that I figured out just how to get through everything. And she would say, this is my mom because she loved me. She would say that I was so smart that I figured out the secret hack to get out of school without doing a whole lot of work. I never took anything at face value. I'd be like, oh, so you mean we can skip six days a semester? Noted. And so I would skip all six days, but I wouldn't skip seven. I just skip six. And I find out that they call your parents after three. So I'd be like, all right, is it worth it? Because they're going to call my parents tonight. And it's like nothing going on this weekend. Let's skip. Oh, I was awful. <laughs> it was awful. But then as I got older, my mom, she, she just loved me. But she'd be like, Philip, you just figured out how to, you just knew what you were doing. Like I, I wasn't making good grades but i was smart enough to figure out the hacks i was a good hack you're a good hack yeah okay this game is lame wait michelle you got to do another game i don't know what's happening should we get into some content since it's already 20 after two <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's get into some content I'm throwing it out here. <laughs> i just wanted to talk about my feelings okay <laughs> So, anyways, Rob, you already do that. <laughs> I'm on a He's roll. A I can't stop. I can't shut it up. What content? Okay, so here's the thing. Let's talk about the sermon on Sunday. Rob was teaching, and it was on Connect Four. And the main point really was, and I like this because I can remember this: was we have to connect to God so we can connect to each other, right? And so, but that sounds like a really simple thing, but there was a lot of great points within it. And one of them was, um, this to me was like, 
I always look for the t-shirt statement. I mean, I'm a t-shirt kind of guy, but it, you said you can go to church and not be a disciple, but you can't be a disciple and not be in community. Man, if I tweeted, I would have tweeted that, but I don't tweet, but I would have been all of Twitter, <laughs> but let's talk about that. Seriously. Let's talk a little bit about that. How, why is it that you can't like, I know what you meant, but I would love for you to kind of lean into that. Wow, a little easy. Bit. And I'd love to hear from, from Michelle and Ray too, because I know they have the same views. Um, for me, discipleship requires community and discipleship breeds community because Jesus did not just disciple his disciples in, in a vacuum. He did it in the, in the context of community. He did it as they walked along the streets, as they encountered people, as they encountered hardship. He was teaching them. He was he was developing them. They were learning from him. It was never, I mean, never really one-on-one -on -one alone for very long. There was some times where they got off alone, but it wasn't, that wasn't the, the context was drive them back into community so they could impact the people around them. And, mm -hmm. and so I just don't think you can do it. I think you can come to church every week and never be discipled. But once you're discipled, I think you want to be in church every week. So how can you how can you come to church every week and not be discipled? Like we all nod our heads, but I guarantee some of our listeners are like, wait, say, huh? Okay. Um, are you a an athlete if one day a week you go to the gym? Mm. To, to, you might consider yourself one. You just may not be a very good one. Yeah. Mm. Right. Right. You would call yourself an athlete, maybe. But if you're only training one day a week and you're never going up to, into the game. Oh, you mean like oh, you mean like those people that put on the they put on the yoga pants and go to Starbucks looking like they went to work out, but they never even saw the gym. Yep. Oh man, that's uh, the worst. Going to church is great. It's it's important, but it's an hour of your week. Mm -hmm. so, uh, to take to take that a step further, there are people, and I mean, dare I say, they might even be on here tonight that as soon as the message is over, they are out the door. They don't stay for the last song. They don't stay for any uh, announcements. They get out. And, and sad to say that these people feel safest when they're able to remain anonymous, yep. where people don't know them. Yep. And so that's not community. If, if that person was to kill over and die, who would know them? I mean, even if you're single, which that's coming up, if you're not in community and something should happen to you, you're all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My last <clears throat> corporate America job was working in home care in hospice. One of the greatest privileges and blessings is to be able to stand bedside with someone when they are taking their last breath. Because I don't know anybody <clears throat> that wants to die alone. So if no one really wants to die alone, meaning that they want to be by themselves, no one around, no family, no friends, none of that, then please, Explain to me, why would you try to live alone? Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And you can't, and, and the thing about the site being discipled 
is it requires a learning lab, which is what relationships are. You know, mm -hmm. think about those, eight, you know, those science classes where you had, you had class and then you had your lab. And it's like the lab is where you, where you flesh it out, where you actually, you do the experiment. You go, what happens when I try to open up and be honest about this? Oh, what they said on Sunday is true. Mm -hmm. I can trust God. I can trust these people. And all of a sudden, then you begin to really live and you begin to really understand what following Jesus is all about. That was what the early church did. They just sat around and they learned together and they mm -hmm. ate together and they prayed together and they played together and they, mm -hmm. you did. You know, one, one of my mentors um, said that small group community groups were the lab to go along with the lecture that we heard on Sunday. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. Yeah, and I always appreciated that analogy that she made. And um, so I, I think that's true. Now, I have met, I have met some committed Christians who have been in a situation where they've been hurt or really disappointed, who are not attending a church because of those hurts, mm -hmm. but have not lost their faith. But I want to say every one of them that I know is still made a point to be in community. Mm. And so, you know, even like I recognize that there are sometimes things in life um, that are hard, um, but you've got to have some sort of relational community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would almost be like... Um, living in a house with no mirrors like you you never see yourself you never because when we're around others it kind of when you're in community it's a little bit of a mirror it's a little bit of accountability mm -hmm. imagine if you never saw what your hair looked like or you know you never left your hat like you never saw your like there was no there was never an opportunity you, you watch these shows like alone love alone or survivor and they don't see themselves and then when they do they're like oh. it's kind of like that to me but but with community like when there's people around you you have to analyze and you have to think and you have to relate and you have to ask questions and not everybody wants to look in the mirror but we need to look in the mirror <laughs> yeah um it, it what would you say to somebody that says like, I mean, I think I can say this without, I'm, I'm, I'm not like speaking about anybody in particular, but this is a, a pretty normal thing these days. Somebody who since COVID doesn't really want to engage with people. Like, is there anything you like there you could, when COVID hit, it was a nice opportunity. It was a nice excuse to introvert. It was like, this is good, you know, is there anything that you would say like steps to take or what, I mean, I don't know what, what, what I just know a lot of people are still doing well, isolation. I, I think, you know, I, my kids are introverted. Um, one of my closest friends is pretty introverted, but they all have valuable relationships. Yeah. And, so, you know, if there's a difference between being introverted and isolated, mm -hmm. now everybody may not be as outgoing as like Rob or Ray, but they still need relationships. Mm -hmm. And so if you are so isolated that you don't have any face-to-face -face relationships, 
I think you have to ask yourself why mm -hmm. and dig into that a little bit. You know, is there fear? Is there some circumstance that you need God's healing from? Um, because isolation isn't good for anyone, no matter how introverted they are. Everyone needs people. Yeah. Just maybe in different amounts. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I find that I'm a little bit more of an introvert than people would think. I actually enjoy introverting quite a bit. Uh, I spend a lot of time with people, but I regain strength, if you will, whenever I'm alone. Mm -hmm. A road trip is like the ultimate for me. Oh. Yeah. Let's keep in mind, introverted and extroverted isn't the way we've kind of turned it into. Intr everyone needs time alone. That's, yeah. that's not introverted time. The most extroverted person I've ever met needs time alone. Yeah. And the most introverted person I've ever met needs time in the crowd. Yeah. It's just where do you where do you where do you tend to spend most of your time? Mm -hmm. is, is I think how that whole thing came out. But the, the bottom line is this: to answer your question, is I don't think it is sustainable to stay away from a Christian community and to just feed on a video screen, even if it's a live interactive experience. Everywhere we see the church, and remember the church isn't Eastlake, the church is the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. Every place we see the bride thriving in the New Testament and throughout history, it requires fellowship that takes place in person. Mm -hmm. I know that's hard and I know that there's probably even people that I, I I've met and I care about around me in my world about outside of this area that are still very skeptical about leaving what was the cocoon of COVID because it's scary. I'll tell you, you won't regret the risk because God works in the midst of community in person. I can read your body language. I can feel your pain. I can reach out and touch you community mm -hmm. yeah that's good so the point on sunday was we have to connect with god so that we can connect to each other why is it valuable to connect with god like why does that matter in our connection to others like why can't we just join a baseball league an intramural intr intramural is that what they're you know frisbee golf team like why do we need to connect excuse me to god i'm asking i'm asking the question i i think and it sounds like i really don't know the answer to this which is it kind of i don't know anyway please answer please answer <laughs> i'll go first and then i'll shut up when i'm not connected to god i'm a jerk yeah speaking for myself i need to be in connection with the god that gives me grace and helps me be patient. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking for Rob, not for anyone else. Mm -hmm. When I'm connected to him, I'm going to love like him, not like me. Mm -hmm. I'm love selflessness. I think I start to see people um, as compliments to my life. Not that they're here to make me better, but I see them as complimenting my weakness. So it's like completion if that makes sense it's it's like i start to not see somebody different than me as like an opposition i start to see them as a completion completion is probably a better word than compliment compliments like you make me let me use you to elevate myself i don't mean that i mean more of like ah 
I need somebody that reads systematic theology around me because I don't, you know, like that, that's, that's good for me to be in community with somebody that does that because I don't for fun, you know? Yeah. What about you guys? It could be like a personal, like what, what does it do for you? There have been days in the office that, um, I have had to excuse myself from the community of my fellow coworkers, not because of my fellow coworkers, but because something was up and coming that I felt like I was uh, insufficiently filled to be able to um, connect to uh, a group of people or a person that was coming into the office for a meeting. So. They, they know this. I have run home before to run into my prayer closet and literally get before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and that is so that I would not say or do things that will be harmful to the people that I work with, as well as harmful to the people that I'm supposed to be giving my time, my attention, my talents, and sometimes wisdom to who are seeking help. And so it's only right that we would go to God because some of you, some of us go to other things. You fill in the blank. What is your go-to when you're stressed or when you're tired, you know, and don't, don't go to the extreme. Cause some people just go to sleep. There's nothing wrong with going to sleep, laying down and taking a nap. I mean, if you're a, if you're a young mom on here, you tell your kid, you need a nap. And that's exactly what they need. You know, I've come home from church before and told my wife, you, you need a nap. <laughs> then she go to sleep. She go bye-bye. But, uh-huh. uh, but my point <laughs> is being before the Lord actually helps me to get some perspective and prayerfully some wisdom so that I have something to give to whomever it is that I'm to be in front of next. So, yeah. I can remember when my kids were younger um, and they were more demanding of me, you know, they just needed more. They were my connection, you know, and I can remember, and my, my job was demanding and I would take five to 10 minutes in the car before I'd even come in just to connect to God and offload some things like, God, these things are really a lot to me. But when I walk through the door, I Mm. want to not be about those things. I don't want our dinner conversation to be about the stuff that I'm stressed about. I want to give that to you, God. I want to connect to you, God. And I want my dinner conversations to be about them and what's going on in their lives. And it would do that. Um, But you might, that might help you guys too. You know, people, people who are listening, who have a difficult co-worker or, or maybe a, a, a torn relationship that they're struggling through right now before instead of writing those people off and disconnecting and just running go to god first before you connect with them and let god be your filter as you connect with them yeah did i leave you out michelle were you about to drop a bomb of wisdom and i just cut you off you did not cut me off. I didn't um, didn't have anything to say till you were just talking, oh. and uh, 
You know, I think that's really important um, when things are difficult in your marriage or if you're divorced, um, that you need to go to God and offload that stuff. You may even need to have a counselor or a trusted friend, um, but where you're not taking the problems from that primary relationship that is so hurting to the family dinner table. I mean, I can remember difficult times in my life when something would happen and I would need to talk to God or call a mentor before my kids came home because I was like, I don't want to show up for my kids with this anger, sadness, frustration, you know, whatever it was. And so I think that's a really important point, whether it's work stress or relational stress, we have to have a place to put that where it doesn't impact other people when it's not their fault. Yeah. It, the, the beauty of this sermon to me was that it was so simple and really the one before, that's what I'm really liking about this series that you guys, and I say you guys and myself included, we can implement this. So find an area in your life right now, I'm saying this to our listeners, that you need to implement this connection with God before you connect with people and implement this. Make sure you're connecting to people. Um, it's so easy, but it's also so easily overlooked. I mean, it's not a hot topic. Nobody's going around like, make, you know, you don't feel... It's an easy one for you to go through life and think I'm good, but really you're missing out, you know? Yeah. Were you going to say something, Rob? You had wisdom to drop. Well, well, I was going to, well, it, it was a, it was a little bit of a turn and I, I think you were going to go there. Um, but so after we've connected with God, this idea of connecting with people, one of the comments I get, I've gotten over the years, especially with parents and students in student ministry is well, Rob, how do I how do I find places to connect with people outside of the church? Like, you know, we'll stand on stage and we'll talk about how we need to get involved in community and we need to love the community around us. And, and people are kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do? Go sign up for a new club or what am I supposed to do? And I was thinking about once we've connected with God, I think he shows us the places we're already connected to people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I use this example in our discussion today in teaching team. Um, you know, I'm wearing this Dutch Fort jersey, and I'm really proud of this Dutch Fort jersey, and it's weird. Jenny says, she, she's like, I totally get it. Like, this is the staff band jersey, and, and they got me one. And it got me thinking about that community that I'm a part of, and how did I get part of that community? I, I wasn't a creepy dude that walked in off the street and said, hey, can I get really involved with your band um, just because I want to? It, no. Hmm. I went and got connected into people that my son already brought us to. Mm -hmm. So my point is, God's going to show you who you've already been connected to that you're supposed to invest in without agenda. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, you know, you brought up, you know, with you, when your kids were younger, you know, if your kids are involved in X, you know, in soccer, there's the community waiting for you right there to embrace them mm -hmm. and to show them the love of Jesus just through the way that you act. Mm -hmm. So I would say community, we, we make it so hard. Like, how am I going to do that? Well, look around where you, are. you don't even have to go make new community. They're there. You mm -hmm. just haven't gone deeper in your connection to them. Mm -hmm. Like it took us two years and we finally dipped our toe in the water and we said, how can we be more part of what's happening here with this band? Because we were already connected to it. Mm -hmm. 
you're I guarantee if you were to sit down right now, everyone watching this and write down places you're connected to people, you'd have five or six. Mm -hmm. But you might be saying, well, I'm not connected to anybody. Five or six people. <laughs> Work, you know, school, club, they're there. They're there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you might be really shocked at how many connection points you have. And, and if you go through and you're trying to make a list and you're thinking, oh, there aren't any, well, then that could kind of be a red flag of like, okay, maybe I need to invest in other people and put myself out there and get around other people. I like it. So I thought this would be fun too. Um, just because there's, so Rob's sermon was called, it was on connect four and there's four of us on this little zoom th thing that we're doing here. And I thought it'd be cool to just say, just like us converse, how do we connect to each other? Mm. Like, what, what, like what's our connection? People might think that's interesting. I don't know. It might be not interesting, but like, how do we connect to each other? I think we do it lots of ways. I, I feel like this in itself was a really good connection that um, added to our relationship as staff when we mm -hmm. started doing this podcast. Because yeah. we just get on here and share and there's not a big agenda and there's not, I mean, we have topics, but, you know, so actually this is one way. Yeah. That's cool. I think another way that we, that we connect to one another is that I believe, I, I, now this is me saying what I believe. I believe we actually do see each other as brothers and sisters. And so that means we have a common kinship. And so as we realize that, we actualize it through how we relate to one another. So, you know, Michelle may come in and say, I'm not feeling really good today, guys, and we'll stop and pray or we'll ask, hey, how can we help? You know, Rob may be feeling stressed about something that he, that's about to happen. And so Rob will send out a, a text to our group text and everybody on the group text will, will pray or someone to say, hey, I got some leftover something or another and I'm bringing it tomorrow. And how about you bring this and somebody else say, I'll pick up that. And, and then before long, we have lunch with everyone together. Um, and then we, I, I think we make it a point, not just in the format of the, the, the podcast, but even when we go to prayer on Tuesday mornings, our prayer time starts off with basically us celebrating together. Um, you know, it, it, it'd be easy to to make it seem like the, the the seven sayings of a graces that are on that wall outside of the worship center are just good good ideas. But it's different when you actually intentionally put them into practice and you do it in the context of a community uh, slash a kinship where it's not where you have to think about it. You mm -hmm. do it because that's what the rhythm of life requires you to do. Yep. Life requires that you share it with other people. Life requires that you cover people that you care about. Mm-hmm. Life requires that you celebrate. You know, we have a birthday coming up, an anniversary coming up. You know, we celebrate with one another regularly. Mm -hmm. We consider one another. You know, we were thinking about Rob as he was talking about Sasquatch today. And he may have thought we were poking fun at him or laughing at him. Oh, but he was, giving us stuff, he was giving us stuff to look up. 
So Laura and I was sitting in the back of the room actually Googling and, and sharing with each other what we're finding. <laughs> and then when we're not doing good, we lift each other up. I mean, there's just so many things that we do to stay connected to one another. And, and this mm. is where the hard part comes in. When one of us is either under attack, whether spiritually or physically, we grieve with one another. Mm. <laughs> That's true. What makes it even harder is when we're not able to be together. Mm. Even when we go away for vacation, I'll be the first to admit, I don't like it when people go away on vacation because that person, what, what they bring is not there. It's not like they leave, uh, uh, you know, somebody there or a spirit of them there yeah. to keep things going. If we're four tires on a vehicle, yeah, we can run with three. It won't look pretty. <laughs> it won't be easy, but we can make it work. Yeah. But that's how connected we are. That's true. Yeah. Look how connected my dog is right now. <laughs> I but, think you know, camera you on your dog. Yeah, my dog is asleep right outside this window, man. You know what that makes me want to do? So bad. This is mischievous of me. I just want to. I'm not going to do this, by the way. But just, I'm just going to streak Rob's backyard and be like, <laughs> Oh my god. Well, you know, right? You you hit on it because it's so weird. You know, <laughs> Rob, like, what is that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't video it. Um, uh, change the subject. <laughs> no, I was, you know, the thing that people don't realize is all of us, to some degree or another, with whatever platform that we're comfortable on, we we message with each other, TikToks or Instagrams or just text messages with funny memes and pictures, and it it it's it's. It's just normal, natural interactions yeah. keep us connected. And we don't have a ton in common when you look at the list of things. Yeah, when we it, probably it, don't. What I love about, you know, in the passage I read where they were together and they had everything in common, it's not talking about the, the things that the people think are important. What we have in common is everything Ray just said. We're committed to relationship with each other and to a spiritual battle that we're in together and that God has led us together for. Mm -hmm. We have different sports teams. We have different music tastes. We have different backgrounds. We have different things we desire. We have different personalities. Um, but this is the closest group of people I've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. This four here plus Malcolm and, you know, Laura and Leah and, you know, on and on, you know, everyone else that we have around us on staff. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Jeff. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think we got given a, a gift. God, of course, God knew what he was doing. But like, we were all relatively new. And then Michelle was kind of our, the person who'd been here for a while, which was crucial. Um, well, Michelle and Leah, and let's make sure that we put them together. Michelle, yeah. Leah, and Laura. Yeah, I was just going off of this four, but you're right. Yeah, but like, and then and just a few months after I got here, COVID hit. And so we were kind of all like stuck in a think tank. I mean, we were basically like in an escape room. <laughs> like we just had to figure it out, you know, and the best illustration yet. An yeah. Escape room. Yeah. And the gift was that we did it together. 
and it forced us to maybe build relationships stronger, like as if we had worked together for years and years and years, when really we had all kind of been thrown into this situation together. So it, it really was a gift from God. And I think God knew what he was doing. Um, I don't think I know. Um, but it, it's pretty cool to, to see that. So that's kind of how we connect to each other. Well, and I just want to say that I think anybody in a small group can do that. People in families can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like when our group chat's been quiet a while, somebody will pop something in there and get the conversation started. And it's not the same person every time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're hearing us talk and you're like, man, I'd like that. I wish I could, you know, you can create that. Ooh. You have to decide to do it. But you can begin to create that for yourself. Um, and so, you know, if, the, if that's something missing in your life, then go be that person and get that started with the group that you're involved with. Oh, that's the best advice ever. I love that. Because a lot of people think, well, I'm going to go attach myself to such and such group because I like what they have. Well, maybe they already have a thing and you need to go create your own thing with other people who are desiring connection as well. Yeah. I find that to be true so often. That's yeah. a good word. It's like that episode of Seinfeld when Jerry decides he's going to go get three new friends. Or was it Elaine? Elaine, one of them, Elaine goes and gets three new friends and basically she recreates Jerry, George, and Kramer. <laughs> and she ends up being discouraged just because she realizes she already had that connection yeah <laughs> like i know it's weird Seinfeld, but i saw that in, in, in on a, a friend's page the other day where it's like don't go looking to recreate your friendships embrace the ones you have yeah that's cool you don't need to go find another group you've got a group somewhere and, and again like you said earlier Philip, if you don't have anyone around you at all please know god's got people for you if you would just go and look and I know yeah. that there's a lot that could be there. There could be some wounds there that are causing you to be trepidatious. I, I, I'm sensitive to that. But don't do this alone. We're not supposed to do this alone. Right. Yep. And if you struggle, well, we're probably getting too deep. But if you struggle to make connections and you're sitting there saying nobody wants to connect, well, maybe it, it would be important to do the work with a counselor or something to figure out if maybe you're a toxic person in the relationship. And maybe, maybe there's something going on there. I'm not trying to be rude, but like, there are some people that are like, I don't have any connections or I get some and then they fall. Well, at least ask the questions and do the work to see if maybe there's a toxicity that you're bringing in that causing people to avoid you. I hate to, that's a whole topic in itself, but. but I think that's a good thought. And it doesn't even mean, I mean, you may not be a toxic person in relationship, but maybe you just didn't grow up um, in something that allowed you to form healthy relationships. You don't know how to relate to people. You don't understand your own emotions. I mean, that's why I run the class, Emotionally Healthy Relationships and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And so, you know, we teach concrete skills um, and I have people in there all the time that are like, I, I don't know how to be in touch with my feelings. I don't know. And they're not toxic. They just didn't grow up in a family that nurtured that and mm-hmm. they need to learn skills so that they can develop good friendships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are lots of ways to go about connecting with people if you struggle. Mm-hmm. That's good. Put the work in because it's worth it. 
It's one yeah. fine community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, this, this is good stuff, guys. I'd listen to you at least once a week. <laughs> and like Wednesday nights at 8.30, probably I would listen to you guys. But other than that, not, not much. <laughs> Maybe the occasional Sunday. Maybe the occasional <laughs> Oh, my word. Oh. All right, guys, before we close out our time here, let's just remind people of stuff that's coming up. I know we need candy or something like we that. Candy. We need candy. Fallapalooza is next Wednesday, the 26th. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking candy donations to add to what people will already bring for each of their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Well, bring us candy. And if you are a lady, we are going to judge the costume contest at Fallapalooza. And I still have a few spots for ladies who might like to come and hang out with me and Sherilyn and some other ladies from Eastlake and judge the costumes. So email me and let me know if you'd like to do that. Like it. Guys, in two weeks, the men's retreat is happening. So you need to go eastlakeonline.com events search for the men's retreat and get signed up so that they know how much food and stuff to buy it's gonna be a great time up in gatlinburg you're gonna get the fall colors and if the weather holds like it is right now you Mm -hmm. might even see a bear or two or three that's my favorite part about those retreats that and the jesus stuff but the bears (laughs) man yeah, that Jesus stuff. <laughs> With the bears, man. Yeah. Don't, don't forget Sue's chili. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's right. Yes. She does make us some chili. I like it. All right, guys. We're going to sign off, and I'm going to go try to run through Rob's backyard one more time before. <laughs> I would not recommend it, man. We have to clean up the farm for a while. So. Oh, uh, all right. We'll see you guys later. We're signing off. Bye. All right. Bye. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far.